With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What is up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of Live Locks, presented by Scores and Odds. If you haven't checked it out already, just make a bad life choice. Go over to ScoresAndOdds.com, where you got picks from me and this piece of crap over here. Plus, you get access to our nice little prop shopping tool where you can see exactly what we have projected for each individual prop. Plus, most importantly, you get access to Grant's Action Lounge. What is Grant's Action Lounge? Well, it's my Discord where I'm throwing in all my picks each and every day. Just go to scoresandodds.com backslash Discord. Throw it in the chat. I'm joined today by Daniel Shabelson. How are you doing there? I was doing well until right before the show started. Uh, you know, taking me out of the scenes, you revealed to me that you saw Cocaine Bear. And uh, you didn't mention this to me until right before the show. And now I am thrown off because that's all I want to talk about. Talk about now is Cocaine Bear, but I guess we'll save that conversation for another day. It's a banger of a movie. It is. It is just stupendous, fantastic, amazing, mesmerizing. It's it, everything you thought the movie would be. It has cocaine and a bear. Does anybody? Yeah, like, no, nobody walks in and is like, "Oh man, this is not what I was expecting." Like you know, you know what you're buying a ticket to, right? When you say one for Cocaine Bear, you know what you're you know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's in the title what the movie is. It's Bear on cocaine. <laughs> if you love snakes on a plane, then you'll love her. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to put pants on for it and leave the house, but if it's on Netflix. There's I, not I, many I, reasons I you would put pants on. I mean, there there are reasons, but, you know, look, I have the Netflix and the Hulu and I got them all. So, like, really, you have to be an incredible movie for me to, like, want to go to the movie theaters these days. Yeah, well, Tarantino. Let's talk about the Let's talk about some bad. But first, I bet I got screwed on so many bets last night. Just so incredibly screwed. Yep, the hook on so many, and it's not just like normal hook bets, like backdoor cover hook bets, um, like Bruce Brown going two for twelve from the field and missing by the hook on his bets. Uh, it's Mikel Bridges, not Mikel Bridges, Tyrese Maxey getting 20 in the first half and yeah. only getting 24 when I needed 25 and I had them all the way up to 30. It's, it's, it's stuff like that where, but you know what? I know I'm at least on the right page of things. I know I'm going to continue making money because this heater is going to keep going. I, you know, I mean, losing what, what days. Are you for the month there, uh, what are you for the month? Grant? I know you've been on fire. Wasn't great yesterday though. On this show. Um, not that much. I think I'm I'm up three hundred dollars on this show, but it's mostly because I absolutely crushed this weekend. Um, over the last month, I'm up about thirty five k, forty k. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, just and I've only <laughs> worked that. probably twenty of those days. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll take it. Just spit great fire. Let's keep that momentum going forward, Grant. Yeah, all right. well, let's get right into it. Got nothing in the Washington-Detroit game. Not a lot of lines are out there. Um, so we'll move to the Milwaukee-Orlando game where I'm not sure there's any lines out there anymore either. Uh, Fultz over 14.5 points. Yeah, you can still get it at minus 115. I got it at minus 110. Um, obviously, Giannis is out and Drew is out. 
playing the B squad for Milwaukee. I'm probably going to have more bets as the day goes along. But right now I only have uh, bets for Orlando, and I have Fultz over 14.5 points. And Paulo Bancaro over 19.5 points. Um, I got it plus 100. It's moved all the way to minus 125 now. How does yeah, that make like you, you feel? Said, well, the defense of Giannis Tadakupo and the defense of uh... – and the offense, however you want to look at it. Just like Giannis being off the court, they they said he's not feeling particularly well, and they gave uh, Drew Holiday a neck, so he's out with a neck. Uh, also, Goran Dragic not going to be making his debut just yet for Milwaukee, but Orlando down to, I think, what, a two-point dog now at home. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm good with those bets, and I think he got in at the right time. Like you said, it's adjusted since. Wendell Carter is questionable, and I think if he doesn't play, I assume I haven't done the uh, – the old court IQ on it, but I assume that wouldn't hurt Van Carroll. Probably would benefit him. I would imagine Cole, uh, Mo Wagner would once again jump in the starting lineup, and the brothers Wagner would be in the Orlando starting lineup. But it's Franz and Mo. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see about Carter as well. It doesn't hurt you, but I think you can get a slight little bump. Gary Harris also is questionable too, which uh, could potentially a, uh, get Suggs into the starting lineup. And if Suggs is in the starting lineup, I'm probably rolling on his over. My guess is probably going to be at 12 and a half. If it's 12 and a half. Go hit the over. I'm already telling you right now. No current lines out there at the moment, but Suggs is a guy I've been making a lot of money off of over the last few weeks. Yeah, and uh, I mean, this is not a daily fantasy show, but the DFS like stuff is Cole Anthony was very popular last time out. going to be popular again, and he would benefit, I suppose, of Harris being out. But like you said, Suggs was the one that drew the start. Suggs was the one I believe we closed as well. So it uh, looks like Suggs is ahead of Anthony, at least as of last game. Uh, so, yeah, if you can get yourself some sugs now, but like you said, it's not available if you want to speculate. You know, Orlando's going nowhere, going nowhere and Gary Harris is old. Um, you know, when Orlando is theoretically good, whatever that is, Gary Harris is not on that team. Maybe, maybe Suggs is. It's possible. Uh, so, they, yeah. they wanna, you know, maybe Anthony is. But uh, there And he hasn't been shooting the ball great over the last month. Um, so if he actually comes around and starts shooting the ball well, he could he could be crushing these props. Um, moving on to the next game, we got Philly going up against Minnesota. Uh, another line that I have positive line closing line value on at the moment is Embiid over thirty one and a half points. I'm not terribly worried about Gobert. I think Embiid can crush Gobert. Good pace matchup. Now Harden, Harris, and Tucker are all questionable. Um, Embiid's lines move to thirty two and a half. I still kind of yeah. like that over thirty two and a half. I got thirty one and a half. But overall, I think Embiid's going to go nuts. Yeah, I mean, I probably think his PRA is looking pretty solid as well. I could imagine if Harden steps aside. I think Maxi and Embiid both see a nice little bump as far as their assist rates. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not afraid about Gobert, like whatever. Uh, Embiid's just basically matchup proof. Tucker being questionable. I don't know if that helps Embiid or hurts him. I don't think it matters really, to be honest. But you know, obviously Tucker is a great guy to have in the court when you have other players because he does not take any shots. Uh, basically just stands in the corner and takes up zero usage, essentially. Uh, I guess he would get replaced by Jalen McDaniels. I suppose that's who he would be. Not, not a big usage guy either. Uh, if Harris steps aside, it'll probably be Melton drawing the start. But uh, And if Harden doesn't go, I mean, Maxi is just going to really get unleashed. And Are Maxi numbers out there, right, out there right now? They probably got pulled. They are not there. currently out there right now. I I hit his ladder last night again. Still, still bitter about that, yeah. but. Yeah, I'll be hitting Maxi over as if it's in the low twenties. Like he's been, he's been oh, rushing. Sure. He's been playing a ton of minutes. He's been playing like he was earlier on in the season before he got injured. He's been solid. 
So I'm pretty sure. Let me double check this. I think Maxi and Harden basically have the same usage. Yeah, Harden's usage is 25%. Maxi's usage is 24%. So, yeah, yeah, as far as shooting the ball, I mean, they're basically taking the same kind of shots. Obviously, Harden, uh, more of a distributor uh, and more involved in the offense and from daily fantasy or just fantasy player and generally grabs more boards. But, yeah, um, Maxi's shooting just as much as Harden. And B, by the way, 37%. If there's any curiosity whose team this is, right, as they do that, uh, it's Embiid's team. Yeah, 37 oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. But – yeah, that, that's certainly something to monitor as far as the, the Harden news is a big deal, obviously. Yep. Moving on to the next game, we got Charlotte going up against the Knicks. I have one bet in this game. It's Mark Williams over 10.5 points. You know what we have projected at? Um, I'm going to say we have projected at like 12.5 points. 13. Close. You were close there. Yeah, projected at 13. He's at the over in six out of the last eight games. I know there's a potential blowout here, but every single night there's a potential blowout in Charlotte. Don't think it's going to change too much. Mark Williams will probably still get a decent amount of minutes unless it becomes a ridiculous blowout here. Um, Ten and a half points, too low of a line over at Caesars, even at minus 121 juice. The only negative I'm going to throw on that is the Knicks. Number one team in basketball as far as suppressing points in the paint. Nobody gives up points in the paint. Fewer points in the paint per game than New York, and that's kind of where Mark Williams lives. He's not going to step outside yep. and bang a three. But I, th- I think it's sort of baked in as well. But just wanted to note that. Yep. No, I that, I was aware of that. Yeah, I think giving up the least amount of points to opposing centers, which coincides with that point perfectly. But yeah. Yeah. Here's a game that I think you're going to agree with me very much on all my bets. Um, Brooklyn yeah. going up against Houston. Um, what does Houston give up a lot of? There's two things, obviously. <laughs> you uh, points and specifically three-pointers. Uh, specifically three-pointers. The other one was steals. but Oh, yeah. Um, and blocks. I, yeah, stocks. So stocks and three-pointers are the main two things. Um, but I have uh, I don't have any stocks bets or steals bets or blocks bets in this game. But I do, however, have a banger of a three-point bet that I just I did I hit the ladder to an extent Cam Johnson over two and a half three-pointers made minus 135 at Betfred Betway it's actually minus 125 at MGM if you can get it there and then I took his over three and a half three-pointers made plus 185 at Betfred it's still plus 170 over at FanDuel like I said Houston second worst defense in the league giving up the most three-pointers Cam Johnson had seven the other night um, really like his overs here. So it's not enough to just say that Philadelphia, I'm sorry, Houston gives up the most three-pointers made. So they give them the, the most three-pointers made, right? They give up 14.7 per game. Put that in context. The second worst team as far as giving up three-pointers, the Chicago Bulls. They give up 13.1 per game, right? Okay, so that's 1.6 difference as far as threes made. So the Bulls at 13.1. What's the difference between 13.1 and 1.6? Uh, we're talking about uh, 11.5, 11.6, right? We're, you're, you're basically, they're at 13.1, and the 10th best team in the league as far as giving up three is Atlanta, 11.8. Just the difference between the worst team and the second worst team is more dramatic than the second worst team and, like, the 10th best team, if you understand my point. They're really, really bad at giving up threes. It's, it's not enough to just say they're the worst. They're distinctly worse. Uh, than everybody else as far as giving up threes. And I like, you know, why not Bridges? I, 
I, I talked about this before. This is, you know, of course, the team that Clay got his 12 or 14 against. This is the team that Lillard uh, put 70-plus against. Uh, the Rockets are just absolutely horrendous defensively, They're giving them tons of threes as well. And it, uh, unfortunately for myself, I was on pool the night that Clay put up all those threes. And I talked about it. I think I talked about this show. Like, hit the ladders on all of them. And you're not going to hit all of them, of course. But you don't need to. When you get you get the right person on the right ladder, they're going to pay for everything and then some. You know, you talk about Cam Johnson, and I like it. I like Cam Johnson as far as a ladder. Why not ladder bridges as well? Why not hit uh, DFS? Uh, I'm looking at the lines right now on, uh, let's see, Cam Johnson. Yeah, Mikael Bridges, they make three threes. is plus 180. DFS to make three threes is plus 270. Like they're going to give up threes, and these are the guys that are going to make them. I can't tell you that, you know, one guy might hit 10, the others might hit one or two, but I, I really think just all of them should be hit. Bridges plus 180, DFS plus 270. Did you say you bet Cam Johnson minus 145? I don't know if I love that. Just laying the minus two. 135. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's obviously better. But, um, yeah, it's just. So I it do just have bridges like... over points at 24 and a half. It's not too long ago, it was sitting at 17 and a half, 18 and a half. And I've been hitting it every single night since. Um, and now it's up to 24 and a half. And I'm still hitting the over considering the matchup. He's had 30 plus and three out of the last four games. He's clearly the alpha in this offense and goes up against the second worst defensive team in the league. And they always seem to give up a massive amount of points to an opposing superstar, which. Bridges is starting to turn into a superstar at this point. So, yeah, I rolled with Bridges over. I was writing this up in the middle of the night, actually, like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning on the East Coast, watching this line move because it came out at like 22 and a half. And as I was writing it up on scores and odds, uh, you know, it, the line changed. And I'm like, oh, man. And like, and, and then after I, 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 you know, with the modified line, and I found it, I don't love laying 130, but I was laying 130 at 23 and a half. Now it's a 23 and a half, 140 on DK. Now, I'm always curious to get your take on this. Like, it's 23 and a half, uh, 140 on DK, you gotta lay 140, or it's 25 and a half, lay 104 on Fandle. I think you, I think it's worth, you know, the almost what 36 point difference to like get the one point more, right? On Fandle, would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I generally, it, my, my general rule is for points, unless if it's something around like in between 20 and 35 it's about a 20 point difference like so 20 points of juice difference yeah is generally when i change so like you said it's 25 points different um is it 20 did you say 25 points um 35 points difference yeah oh, it, right yeah. the difference so yeah so it's, it's honestly that's a little bit tough I don't, I'd probably go with the over 25 and a half, but yeah, that's Same. a little bit of a tough line there. Um, all I know is I got it at minus 115, like an hour ago. So, uh, okay. At minus 115, 24 and a half. And that looks like, uh, that's, yeah, that's gone by the way. It's, you can get it at Caesars at 24 and a half minus 137, unless you've got it at one of your, uh, your, your Colorado specific books or something like that, or Betfred or sports illustrator or something like that. I got a Betfred. Betfred's actually in like 10 States. Okay. Yeah. So it's a little bit more popular than you think. I generally try and like, I'm not going to ride a bet Maverick. I, <laughs> I don't know what bet Maverick not. is. I'm more of a goose uh, bet, guy. I don't know about yourself. Yeah. Bet Maverick is, and I'm not going to ride a Bally bet where they only let you get $15 down for a prop. It's just, 
what's the point? not worth I my time but yeah bet fred is in enough states now where i i tend to write them up and same thing with bet 365 who will limit you very quickly um don't be too good oh yeah no i yeah i've been limited from multiple different states on that uh very quickly uh but yeah moving on to the next game we got golden state going up against okc i got one bet steph curry over 36 and a half points rebounds assist so this is one that's just kind of weird um so oh it's it's finally moved all right all right it's moved um still don't mind it at minus 105 with 37 and a half but yeah this was at 36 and a half in some spots 37 and a half in some spots 38 and a half over at FanDuel. almost any time i see two full points different over at FanDuel from another line i know that FanDuel is the right line almost every single yeah. time i know FanDuel is the right line and i blindly hit it i don't have anything i didn't even look into this at all i just saw that saw that rg Liked it, and I hit the over. You still there, Daniel? I'm still here. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I'm not sure if you can tell my uh, my internet connection just got a little funky on me. Can you still hear me or no? I don't like visual. I can still hear you. I can't see you. Okay, that's strange. But we don't want to see see you. Understood. Yeah, I should have shaved today. (laughs) Okay, no, you should never shave again. You should let that mustache grow or grow beard. (laughs) I wish I had the ability. If there was a pill I can take to grow. A beard, I would, but uh, unfortunately, maybe there is. You had a pretty Lorax-y mustache, and I say you bring it back. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, you know, it was not for the faint of hearts. If it was, it was rated like at least NC seventeen potential. Well, maybe maybe an NC seventeen or a hard R. It's not for the. I mean, Uh, I mean, you 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 had it at my wedding, and I wasn't even disappointed when women's underwear were just flying around at the side of. I think that was a uh, dude man pa that was involved. I think that was the reason why that happened. Ryan was uh, now, now it was definitely the mustache Armelian. and me just looking so good. <laughs> yeah, you you lost some garments actually, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, you lost yeah, a lot of clothes I mean, throughout the evening, but that was a uh, yeah. you know, strangely enough, both the people that bought caught the garter and the bouquet are now engaged. Oh yeah, to to each other. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. was that was it rigged? Was that a setup? Um, the bouquet might have been a little bit rigged. I'm not sure, but the uh, garner was not rigged. I just, I just plug it back. I got there. You, you go. I now you even, got rid of your backdrop. Yeah. Oh, is my backdrop? Oh my God! Look, it's some exposed. You don't, you don't get to the almanac. That's unfortunate. There's the old green screen. But my apologies. I'm trying to fix it on the fly. That's eh, all good. I mean, your your audio has been fine, so that's all that matters. Um, I've got nothing in the Utah-Dallas game. I assume you have nothing in that game. Not really, no. Jalen Williams, though, I just want to note that for OKC, he's been ruled out. That guy's been awesome. He's like really. He might be the rookie of the year, like sneakily. Maybe it's probably too late and it's going to be Vincaro, but like, if people are paying attention, I know it's OKC and you really only you talk, you talk about SGA. And that's what are the rookie it. of the year odds? Like, I, I haven't even – since – Every site, I, I, I've won so much money on uh, MVP and Rookie of the Year and all those things last year that – Yeah, uh, they won't let you bet it? Yeah, no site's really going to let me bet it. Yeah, Palo is just the massive, massive odds on not even remotely close favorite, minus 3,500. Yeah. Uh, Matherin is number two at plus 1,800. And, yeah, Jalen Williams is number three. Um, but, yeah, 
Yeah, no, that's they were talking about him being nominated for player of the month, like not rookie of the month, player of the month in the Western Conference. He was awesome last month. Uh, he's closing really strong, but again, maybe he didn't get Ben Carroll's got this massive lead, and unless he gets injured, and we're already what, what maybe 20 games left, less than 20 games left. So I think it's essentially his. It's not, a, it's not an Evan Mobley situation like we had last year where if only that guy would have just stayed healthy and he lost like, what, 10, 15 games or so down the stretch and then they gave it to Scotty Barnes, which, come on, it's ridiculous. But, Scotty uh, Barnes? Not that I'm bitter about it. What's that? Yeah. Yeah, you and me both. We had uh, we both had a <laughs> lot of money on that. A lot yes, of money. Yes, yes. Very upset about, uh, about the, the voters losing their Yeah, between the two of us, that was, uh, that was five figures that we lost. Yeah, I believe it was. <laughs> it's kind of a kind of a bummer, but uh, you know, you, you move on. It's game you care about today and today only, and you you know you you kind of power through. I mean, we got to get another winner to make up for it. Tax. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, all right, last game of the night, we got Memphis going up against LA. Obviously, still without job. I got three bets. Um, so first one, I'm gonna shout out to SBK Stephen Breach Keach, Stephen Brian Keach, Stephen. What is SPK's? Byron. Byron. Yeah. Oh, it's Byron? Like a lord? Okay, I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, so shout out to him first on this one. Tyus Jones over one and a half blocks plus steals. Minus 111 at Caesars. Do you know what his steals line is? Over one and a half steals. I saw there was one where it's just, uh, I think it was like even. And uh, basically every time that Jada's on play, of course, Tyus Jones draws a star, plays about, what, 34 minutes or so. Essentially, every game, if not one game, he's gotten multiple steals. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that feels like a pretty, a pretty good bet. I, I like it. I mean, it's you're betting for like you know you're hoping on like one or two goofy things to happen, but like they just happen <laughs> with with Tyus Jones. Good, you know, we always talk about or I always talk about Tyus Jones being the best backup point guard in the league. I don't know if I consider Malcolm Brogdon a backup point guard. He kind of sort of is, but you know what I mean. Uh, it used Tyus to be Jalen Brunson uh, since graduated. What's that? Tyus Jones is, is, is probably better. You know who Tyus Jones would have been perfect on? Um, I don't know. Clippers. Yeah, I mean, he would work with a lot of teams, though, right? Uh, you're, oh, you're saying playing the Russell roles that you're talking about? Yeah. I'm saying he'd be perfect on the Clippers. He'd be perfect on Philly. Like, he's, he's good on any team. He, I mean, I don't know if he'd help out the Lakers that much. Like LeBron needs the ball in his hand. Okay. Like I don't know if he would help out the Kings, like outside of being a backup point, but legit being a the the starting point guard for the Clippers, he would add four or five wins to them. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not gonna argue with you. I yeah. Pulling up, I was I wanted to see some pace stuff recently. Uh, but uh, Tyus right. Jones. Yeah. SBK mentioned something interesting. Over one and a half steals, Tyus Jones on DK was minus 110. Over one and a half blocks plus steals was minus 105. Huh. Yeah. So, wait, you get blocks just for fun and the line gets better. Yep. How many blocks does Tyus Jones have in the season? I'm going to say like 20. I don't know. 10. I don't think he's averaging 0.1 per game. Yeah. I mean, whatever um, it is, though, they're just throwing it in for funsies. Well, and because you get better odds. Um, yeah. Then I have 
Tillman under 11 and a half points, minus 115 at Caesars. And then Anthony Davis, big line, but I'm still hitting the over. Over 28 and a half points, minus 119 at Caesars. Um, Davis has been solid, up-paced matchup, even though I don't think they're running at the same pace in Memphis without uh, jaw on the floor. But Davis, 39, 38 points in the last two games, 28 before that, 30 before that. Like, since LeBron's been out and he's been playing a boatload of minutes, just been crushing it. Memphis was a 102 pace last game for what it's whatever it's worth. That's pretty fast. That's just one game, but you know the game without Ja. I don't have. I can't pull it up on the fly. You know, game. You know, without Ja. I guess you could like type in the stat news or something like that. But why do you not like Tillman? I'm curious. What's the what's your issue with him? Just think the numbers too high. Yeah, I mean, we're assuming he's going to draw the start. There's no Adams, obviously. Um, there's a threat of foul trouble, I suppose. Um, what are we projecting for minutes for Tillman? Close to 30, I would assume. I would assume 28 would be my guess. Let's see. 30. 30 on the nose, yeah. All right. And that was points you are talking about? Yep, under 11 and a half points. Okay. Interesting. And Clark, obviously, out for season two. Yeah, someone in chat asking about blocks plus steals props for Davis. I haven't looked into them. I I don't know. I haven't either. But, but I know with Tyus Jones in there yeah. that he's I think he has the highest assist to turnover ratio in like the last decade by a decent margin. Yeah. He's he takes he takes pretty good care of the ball. Yeah. Historically. So I don't. Did you have anything as far as um, uh, you're speaking of stocks? We talked about Houston, like giving up all those threes. Are you firing on any like steals or blocks uh, for for Brooklyn? Not. I was at thinking this moment. Pass could be kind of interesting. Yeah, He's, not, I, at, I, not I at this moment. I'm probably going to look into it some more. Uh, yeah, I wonder what DFS is. Um, it was a pretty good number, I, I thought, if I remember correctly. And you know, these things change. Minus obviously. 145 to get a steal at DK. That's not bad. Like he's gonna get um, a steal, right? I, I would assume so. Uh, plus one forty to get a block. I'm gonna look. What, what do your numbers say as far as the? Uh, what is the average in the season, Dorian Finney-Smith? Um, av- he's averaging 0.8 steals per game, 0.5 blocks per game. Is that down? That's, I feel like that's down. I'm pulling up his career stuff because I feel like that's historically he's better than that as far as steals. Um, yeah, so this year, right, is per 36 this year? Okay, this is with Brooklyn, right? Okay, with Brooklyn, it's 0.4, which is you know small sample, 10 games. With Dallas, it's 1.1. It's still, okay, so for his career, his per 36 is one. So that's about right. He's basically where he's at. And the average is a half a block. Per per uh, per thirty six point six, that's his career numbers in line as well. So, what's the what's the line as far as getting a block? Uh, plus one forty. Huh, plus one forty you get a block. Yeah, and he averages point six in his career. Yeah, and this is the most blocked team in the league. Yep. Why, why are we not hitting that? Like it's better. It's better than a fifty percent chance against the average team. What do I miss? So generally, uh, main thing with that is like, yes, he may average 0.5, but he can have multiple blocks in different games. So he probably only hits 
the only gets a block in roughly 35% of games, considering you can't have less than zero, but you can have more than one. So that's kind of a misnomer that people don't fully understand. Yeah. If it's right at their season average, then generally it's going to hit the under more, especially on something, a line like that. But it's plus 140. Yes, I, I realize that. So if you that, yeah, I, I don't like that line. Well, really? let me rephrase that. I don't like that line in a normal matchup averaging 0.5. It's not really a great line. But in this matchup, I honestly don't hate it. Okay, uh, that's that's where I'm getting at. I uh, yeah, the factoring in the matchup and the line is kind of what what has me interested. Um, yeah, you know, and that was per 36, and he's going to play about 30 minutes. So, was, like you said, he's averaging 0.5 on the season. That's essentially his career average. Career average actually 0.4, but last four seasons, three or four seasons, has been 0.5 blocks per game, and his per 36 at 0.6. So I don't know. I think that's kind of interesting. I, I like that number, plus 140. That's the, the number in the matchup is what, what has me excited. Yep. All right. Well, I have a call in a minute. So anything else before we get on out of here? I'm going to let you take your call, man. All right, guys. It's been fun. We'll be back in tomorrow. I'm out of here. Warriors. Holler.